Listening to the real man, I appreciate them dudes for talking about the raw. Wait, they were talking about the relatable. That's exactly what I've been going through. The relentlessly real podcast. Welcome to the relentlessly real podcast, where we discuss real, raw, relatable topics. Thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. Let's kick this off with some introductions. My name is John. My name is Mike. And I'm Terrence. What's going on with you guys? Um, how y'all feeling? Yo, it's uh, it's actually been a good week. Um, and it, it's kind of going to lead into our topic for today. But it's been a good week with just you know being at home with my my wife. Um, the different challenges that we had and like the upsides that we had this week too. It was just overall a good week in spite of. So I'm good. That's what's up. What about you, Z? Man, first full week of school is done. <laughs> I know so, you're happy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Every time. You survive. Every, do you count Friday. down? Do you count down? <laughs> yes, and I go to happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> every day or every Friday? Uh, Talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's like, you, I just can't wait to that. When that last kid gets on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you do elementary. Middle. Middle. middle yeah. Middle. Okay. Like, my bad. Is it, is it equivalent to like kicking your shoes off when you get home? It's just draining. Like, like, like. Even when you get home, like, I, you have all these plans. But when I get home, I'm gonna uh, watch this. I'm gonna watch this, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm doing good too, man. Um, I feel like my life uh, entrepreneurial uh, journey is starting to get a little bit more um, understood. Like what I'm told to be. Yeah, the, to house, do. the house is almost finished. The right? house is almost finished. The final engine. Um, it's going to be done. Hopefully next week. Uh, will be done. Oh dang! And put it on the market. Yeah, that man. Really? Dope. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know it was that quick. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That's it was, what's up? It's been a three month um turnaround, and to make any kind of money, we got to do it quickly. You know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. um, we're at the end of that project, and I'm actually very excited to see that one go on the market we're actually looking for our next property so if anyone knows about properties in dc and the dc market or in maryland like we're looking for properties to distress properties to purchase cash and we'll give you money too on the side so let me know That's what's up, man. yeah so anyway um i'm excited about this topic today we're going to um, talk about marriage versus divorce and we're, I, pl- I think it's going to be a really really good topic um before we go into that though we're going to go into mike's trending topic for today all right cool so trending topic for today is going to be Dave Chappelle's Netflix special, Sticks and Stones. Um, and just y'all thoughts on that. Like, how y'all feel about that, John? Y'all seen it, right? I, I did. I did see that it. Was, I thought that joint was awesome. That joint was awesome, man. It was just awesome. Like, it, it was good. It was good, but it just, it was certain parts on the albums. is like, ah. And, and the only reason why I say that is because there were parts where he discussed, well, granted, Dave Chappelle is great at what he does right as far as a comedian and being able to bring up the uh issues that we deal with within society yeah and use his platform as a comedian to be able to speak to those things um and make light of it too because you know in this day and age things can be so heavy right uh as far as all the issues that we deal with but um for him to bring light to it and bring laughter to it i I think it's a gift oh yeah Um, definitely there were certain moments within the uh the special where i feel like you know he spoke on something and people it's, it almost got to a point where people laughed at anything he said but it wasn't a joking moment mm-hmm. and i i think that was the issue that i had i was just like why are these jokers laughing he's clearly yeah. trying to speak to something he had no expression on his face as if you know hey this, this is the punchline yeah, 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 yeah it was, yeah. was no punchline this is a serious issue that, that joke about him like he's like you know about when it was about the fans, it's like you. That's why I hate y'all. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, right. That was the, that was not a joke. He was trying to say that uh, y'all bring up things from like 15 years ago. Yeah, right. Next thing you know, I'm canceled. Like, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna catch me slipping. That's yeah. basically what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, I I, I echoed. Um, I, I remember we t- we texted about it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. on our little Slack or what have you, or or on a text message. Uh, and then like we talked about basically like I think Mike was the one that said. I saw it and I think people laughed at stuff that I didn't think was, it was kind of like, I don't know if this is funny or if I should laugh type thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and I, I echo that, that same kind of, like, I was laughing, but I was like, yo, I feel awful laughing. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was the funny, and, and, and the way he thinks, the way he executes his jokes is definitely different, different than I've ever heard anyone yes. do it. Mm-hmm. And his level of comfort in just being able to talk about things that I think he, he presents value to that. And then he also, like, 
kind of punches you in the gut and makes you like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to think about that, but I'm also going to laugh about it too. Yeah. Because we talked about this in our, one of our early episodes about cancer culture yeah. and yeah. how yeah. cancer culture is like a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's essentially what he spoke to. Like, yo, like I love when he talked about Kevin Hart. And this is all spoilers. So if you if you did not see it by now, stop listening and go go actually like listen, like look at it because otherwise you'll be blown. But he did talk about Kevin Hart and how Kevin Hart um, is like the nicest person anyone could love. Like, I mean, he's, he's a lovable guy. Like nobody has any problems with him. And they find something, like you said, in his tweets, you know, from years ago and says, you know, you said that now, apologize for that too, before I will let you have access to, 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 to speaking, I think at the end, yeah. awards or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was Grand the Oscar. Grand Oscar. 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 We done named everything, but, wow. but, but the right thing. But I mean, and I agree with that. I'm like, yo, I, I, I echo the same thing we talked about before. Like cancel culture, I'm over it, yo. Yeah. Like stop yeah. trying to cancel people on that. You know what I mean? For having a different, a different opinion 10, 15 years ago, we weren't who we was 15 years ago. Right. Mm. That's true. That's it, true. It, it goes back into the, uh, the episode we did about sensitivity, right? In society. And, uh, we've gotten to the point where we've become so sensitive or insensitive for that matter where we want to cancel any and everybody yeah. for any little thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, and and there's this false sense of control, right, mm. on censorship. Like we want to mm. we want to censor you by canceling your money flow, right? So if we cancel you in this way, you'll, we'll be able to control you. So that's why if you listen to um, I listen to um, um, Kevin Hart's podcast on XM, and it's I mean if you if you have XM, it's the funniest thing you'll ever listen to. Right now he's not <laughs> doing it because of the accent or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Um, essentially like he. When he's talking, you can hear him posturing. Like he's trying to like not offend anybody mm-hmm. to basically not cancel his bag. And one mm-hmm. thing that he did say on his XM station was he said, What I learned from Dave Chappelle is that Dave Chappelle is free. And what I learned is that I'm not free. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. that is a impact that's a crazy statement to say. Jeez. It's actually funny because I, I watched DL Hughley's special and he was saying the same thing with DL Hughley's show. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And he said the same thing about um Bernie Mac. He said if Bernie Mac was alive today, he would hate it. Yeah. He said he's because he, 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 Bernie Mac was the type, but he just he said what he said. Yeah. And if you got offended, oh well. He just, yeah. He yeah. kept it going. He said he was alive today. The way we are with social media, the way is like they can't. He was like he would be he would be miserable. Like, Absolutely. You know, like miserable. And I think what Kevin Hart was also stating was like people essentially people's bags like they depend on him his success mm-hmm. he got to carry everybody on his back right so yeah. like he has a company a corporate corporation whatever like so if he goes down if he goes down everybody goes yeah, down so yeah. he can't even use humor and leverage humor the way dave Chappelle has so dave Chappelle walked away everybody knows back like 10 15 well what was that 10 15 That's years ago mm-hmm. like from, from from a 50 million deal 50 million dollar deal from for comedy his show yeah. Yeah, yeah from comedy central yeah, yeah and then essentially got a 60 million dollar deal from netflix mm-hmm. you know and like that currently and so but it, i think no one he doesn't have to bear the weight of people's careers lasting off of what he says anymore yeah. because he because of him walking away yeah kevin hart doesn't have that freedom to say what he really thinks and feels and that it, it almost made me feel like yo you're more of a politician than the politicians are yeah that's real wow yeah because they, they don't get canceled quickly at all how is Donald Trump not canceled? Like, can, can, can I was literally please? thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like, I've been wanting how? to say that. It's like the I whole conversation. No how? <laughs> like, Donald Trump, you're canceled by me. I don't care yeah. if nobody else will do it. No idea. <laughs> like, he says everything that's offensive on everything. every type of topic. And and everybody's like, yes, we want more. And then, right. and then like, Dave Chappelle says it. And everybody, everybody it's he, an uproar. It's an uproar. Yeah. And so for Dave Chappelle, I, I, I applauded him. I was like, you know what? You said what you felt, and you didn't allow people to sway your thoughts. And yeah. I appreciate you doing that. And you already you bagged the deal before you even you know what I mean. It didn't really matter. Voice it, so it didn't matter what you said. And but people was I think what you, going back to Mike's point, people have a propensity to laugh when they already know it's a comedy show. Mm-hmm. So I felt yeah. like when he started like saying whatever, it went like it was going to be laughs. And yeah. then, like the more he says, he's talking about transgender. He's talking about LGBTQ yeah. community. He went he went there on every type of topic. And everybody was just laughing, laughing, laughing. And I was like, man, I laughed. I was like, God, I just feel awful laughing at this. But at the same I time, I can't say some of those things. I, I, I would, it's the not stuff you, it's not even stuff yeah. you think. Yeah. It's like, it's just, I felt like it was like deep rooted stuff that you didn't even know was in your heart. And you just like, that actually was what I was thinking. Pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Dave Chappelle, that was, that was, that, that was a dope. That was a, I think I would give it an A. I would give it an A. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I still give it an A regardless of. <laughs> <laughs> the things that we discuss yeah. and the things we experience through it. I think um, I, still I, I, I think he's the, I, I think right now, in my opinion, he's the goat. 
right now. I was just about to ask you, like, do you think he's the GOAT? I think, I think he's the GOAT right now. Kevin Hart definitely is not the GOAT as far as, like, stand-up uh, is concerned. Like, I think, no. I think everybody's – he's so saturated. Like, he, he's been, like, overly exposed that people are like, yo, we be good. Kevin. I don't think as far as stand-up Kevin is the GOAT. I think Kevin might be the GOAT as far as a comedian. All around. A comedian, period. He's funny naturally. Yeah. Like, the dude – I mean, on XM, I literally be laughing out loud. Like, at his – like, literally. Yeah. At his – at his everything. And, he, and he as had. an educator, he was probably the student I, that I hated. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he probably would have drove my, oh. my classroom insane. Oh insane. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I mean, I I agree with you. I think I think that Dave Chappelle's a goat right now, and I think that for our our lifetime, they experience somebody that's that is doing what he's doing, and it doesn't really care about people's opinions. It it felt it made me feel more emboldened to be like, you know what, I'm I'm not gonna be scared of what I think and say and say what I think because everybody else is telling me what to think anyway. Mm. So. I'm still not gonna say mine though, because I'm not. Well, you're an educator. You, yeah. you lose, that's, <laughs> you lose your job. Yeah. But, but Dave, I'm gonna live vicariously through you. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. So today we're gonna talk about marriage versus divorce. I'm very excited about this topic. We actually have a good friend of ours, um, Mr. Antonio. Yes, yes. He is on the podcast with us. Uh, Antonio, he's a higher educational professional. Um, he's his, his hobby is he's a foodie. Uh, he'll talk about that, I guess, if he wants to. And the fun fact about him is that he enjoys skiing, which I did not even know. And we've been brothers for like... <laughs> I've known him for like years. years. <laughs> I didn't even know he skied ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I can't even... I'm trying to picture him skiing. And I just... And you know what? I just see somebody tumbling. Like, <laughs> and you know what? He's probably the GOAT, actually. Yeah. Out of all of us. Yes. Skiing. Like, yes. it's like y'all ready? I goggles. He's Let's here. He's here. Are you the go to yeah. ski? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got the technique down, so I think I'm good there. But uh, okay, that'd be fine. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. What's your favorite food? I love tacos. Come on, <sighs> tacos. I just started getting the tacos. My wife would know this, but tacos and dark liquor are my thing. <laughs> like together. Or, separate. or separately, <laughs> you don't carry the way. <laughs> nope. Either or. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm with it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we're gonna talk about marriage versus divorce. Um. So Tony, can you give us a little bit of a idea of like what, what's happened within your marriage and and just give like a, a pre story so everybody can be caught up as to you know why we maybe brought you on the show. Yeah. So um, currently married. It's been um a year. We celebrated our anniversary on August 24th. Happy anniversary. Um. Thank yeah, you. Happy anniversary, thank bro. You. Um, yeah, happy anniversary, how many years? One. One year. All One right. year. Um, we met in 2017, actually. Um, but previous, prior to that, um, I was married for um, two years, um, but was widowed. And okay. that's how my new marriage began. And, and she passed away. You were how old? I was 27, actually. 27. Yeah, and widowed, and widowed. Wow. Um, yeah, man. And then you met your you met your new wife through where? What? Like, how'd you um, meet her? Actually, I met her on Bumble, which is a dating app. Oh, okay. Um, which was funny because I was listening to your previous podcast, uh-huh. and um, <laughs> talking about dating and and um, different avenues of dating. But yeah, we met on Bumble. I was on there for about not even a full forty eight hours before I shot my shot. At her. At her. And Bumble stock has gone up. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. It's great. I wow. shot my shot. Um, used the resources. I refreshed it for another 24 hours. Yeah. Um, the connection that I made. And here we are. Wow. Yeah. So, Married through Bumble. Yeah. yeah. Fellas, ladies, shoot your shot. Phil. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, anyway. <laughs> He's going to hear that. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, so this, we're going to just go down the line of uh, some tea to Mike and I myself. How long you guys been married? How long you been married? And, uh, and, and where did you meet your wife? Uh, we got, we, I've been married since 2012. Um, I met her, well, she, it's weird. she's actually from Indiana, but I met her um, in Baltimore. Um, we joined, we, we, we're mutually part of an organization and she she flew her down here to, to for her induction to the organization, and that's how we met. And we stayed friends for a while, and she she came to visit for her spring break. And did you shoot your shot or 
Did she shoot her shot? See, we we look at this different ways. <laughs> like, like it's, it's she's going to hear this and be like, "You're lying." <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. So, so I feel like you're not going to tell us the truth. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> no, so it's T's Colts truth. fan, right. Colts fan, Ravens fan, and, you, and everybody knows there's animosity between the Colts and Baltimore because mm-hmm. that's the team that just picked up in the middle of the night and went to Indianapolis. Right. So we kind of I joked with her through that and through and then we had a playoff game. Um, or a game against the Ravens and the Colts. And we were just floating. We were actually joking through social media, through like Facebook. And I lost. And so she was like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wear, you gotta put on a Colts hat, you know, as a part of the deal. And so I posted my picture of me in a Colts hat. Okay. On, on Facebook. And people didn't know, like, why are you doing it? People didn't know that, but that's because I, we were joking back and forth. Okay. She's all the way in Indiana. Oh, okay. And so, so we just kept talking back and forth. And then we had a, uh, uh, we had a, a convention and we, in, in Ohio, which is, and so that's not too far from her. So she was in Ohio and I was sick. And so she was like, oh, well, let me go find some medicine. And so she's like, I, I, I can't, I, y'all gotta wait, y'all, because I gotta get him some medicine. And we're just friends. Yeah, but y'all weren't dating. We're, we weren't dating. Wow. So, so I'm like, all right, all right. Like, like nah. <laughs> okay, where is this going? Where yeah. is this going? And yeah. then, I, so it, it was it was a mutually, a mutually shooting of the shots. Okay, so her giving the medicine was clear. Yeah, okay. yeah, flirting back and forth, you know how it is. That's what's up. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, what about All you, right. Mike? Um, yeah, been married for three years, uh, April thirtieth. Um, wow, it's been three years already. Okay, yeah, that's, it's that's, been that's three quick. years, yeah. man. Okay, and I'm under the impression that it's just going to keep on flying, and that's cool. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, um, we met through well, similar situation with Terrence. Uh, we met through uh, uh, affiliated organization. And uh, it was actually our Founders Day uh, celebration. And uh, we met at that event. Um, from there, it was just kind of like a... <laughs> I, okay, so uh, taking it back, I'm trying to remember. I originally asked her the day before, because uh, it was like a two-part event, right? We celebrated in one place one day, and then the next day we celebrated somewhere else. So um, the day before... Um, she, I asked her, did she want to go get a bite to eat? She was in the car with, uh, one of her friends. And, um, funny thing is she was driving her mom's car at the time. And I seen a baby seat in the back. <laughs> so <laughs> you, thought she had, you thought she had a kid. I was like, I was like, Oh, here you go driving this mom van. <laughs> and she was like, first of all, you know, this mom van pays the bills for my mother. So I was just like, bet. Okay. So Maybe. I see where that's coming from. But um, she originally was like, nah, we good. We going to head home. I was like, okay, cool. All right, left it alone. And honestly, I was genuinely asking, hey, did y'all want to go bite to eat? Because it was a group of us going. Yeah. Right. So uh, the next day, uh, we were also about to go get a, another bite to eat, group of friends. And what happened is uh, she came to me and was like, hey, you know, so you, you kind of seem like the, the guy that knows, you know, where folks are going as far as like eating, where are we going to eat? So yeah, you know, I told her, hey, we we gonna go to this restaurant or whatever. Let me get your number, and I can, um, you know, text you directions and all that other stuff. Slide that man, shot, slide, brother. So um, (laughs) from there, you know, we were literally at separate tables at the restaurant, texting each other while we were there. Hey, um, you ready to head out? All right, cool, let's head out. But we didn't ride, we didn't ride home together, nothing like that. It was just like a mutual agreement. Hey, it's time to go. Mm. Let's just go, and um, it went from there. Yeah. Okay. So then I started dating and got married. Say that again. Yeah, I started dating and got married. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we dated for, uh, this was November. So we started dating around that time, uh, towards the end of November, uh, into December, and then we finally designated like, hey, our in the new year, we were like, hey, is this official? Is this a thing? Yeah. Funny story about that too. So, mm-hmm. women are so funny. Um. She gave me a call one day. It was like, yeah, my friend, I was talking to my friend the other day and we were trying to figure out, um, my friend asked me, Hey, uh, are you two together? And I was like, uh, just like laugh it off. But that was her way of gauging where we were. And I told her, I was like, you daggone right. We together. I'm spending all this time with you. Right. I'm spending money on you. Like <laughs> I'm committing like all of this That's to it, you. Man. Yes, we are together. <laughs> like, money this- first. You spend a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, from there into the new year, we made it official. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it it didn't take long. Literally months after that, because when you know, you know. 
right? Yeah. And that, that was something that my brother had mentioned to me a while ago. I, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, man, how do you know when you're, you're ready to get married? He was like, if you got to ask me that, you don't, you're not ready. Yeah. And um, as a man, like, when you know, you know. I agree with that. And uh, it was literally months after that where we were like, okay, we want to do this. Um, and we started planning. We got married. And, uh, yeah, went from there. Okay, so I met my wife, Jovita, um, in college. Uh, I met her in choir, actually. I was uh, over the choir uh, at Towson University at the time, and she was the alto. And uh, so I was, you know, I was looking, I was like, oh, Sean, look at the Shawnee over there in the alto section. Right, no soprano. Yeah, yeah, look, what she, look at that cutie in the back. And uh, so not long after um, seeing her and, and kind of noticing her, because she's very quiet, soft-spoken, as you know, as you guys know, but she's a soft-spoken individual, so... Um, I kind of was, you know, all around campus, like everybody kind of knew me at that time. But, um, when I, when I did finally meet her and like sit down with her, um, we were like, actually, I remember we were at, at Towson at, at Chick-fil-A actually, well, the Chick-fil-A at Towson, they have on campus, whatever, Chick-fil-A. And, uh, she was sitting there and talking to her friend and I was like, let me just sit down and talk to these, you know, the, the two of them. Uh, and we were talking and actually at the time her friend, uh, basically called her a hoe, like in front of me and was like, yeah, she's all around. I was like, wow, wow. is she? She's very quiet. I didn't think she was. <laughs> and, uh, so it kind of turned me off a little bit to her. I mean, very, you know, minuscule, but, um, not long after I got her number and, um, she called me actually when she called me, um, <laughs> uh, cause I got, basically I tried to be slick. I gave her my number instead of me trying to get her. Cause I was like, I don't know. She might just carry me. Cause right. I, from what I heard on campus, she carried a lot of the guys. She didn't date nobody on campus. And so when I gave her my number, uh, you know, she called me, I think later that night and I was hanging out with some uh, of my other friends. And so one of my other friends that was a girl picked up the phone when she called. And, and she was like, Javi was like, let me cast me to John. And, and my friend was like, well, who was this? And I was like, wow, give me the phone. I'm about to lose it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so nah, and it, basically it, it ended up being good for us. We, I mean, she, obviously she still holds that to this day. She still holds that to my, um, we still joke about it, as but she should. as she should. It's yeah. on your tombstone. Yeah. 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 It's, it's on your reason. tombstone. Um, and we were, we've been married, um, now for six years, man. We, um, we, we just celebrated six years, uh, Congrats. So I'm excited about where we are. Um, so I know for most people, you know, we talk about the first year of marriage. Was the first year of marriage hard for you guys? Or I, I, I'll go first because I know I just ended up. But like, I'll just say for me, I lost my mother like right before I got married um, to cancer. So I got married a month, a month after my mom, my mom passed away. So our first year was like, on, basically our first six months was on autopilot. Like we, we just like served the purpose of like, okay, I live here with you. Like it was very, very little communication and talking and issues and fighting and when i did fight it would always come out through anger from losing my mom and we would kind of discuss it days later after i got angry or whatever and went off so i I don't really attribute our marriage being hard to the marriage itself i attribute it more to losing my mom but i want to know from you guys like was marriage the first year rough for y'all um so for me it wasn't the marriage wasn't hard it was more so the uh, the the different things that we had to adjust, because when you're newly married, you're used to like being by yourself, right? Um, as, just being single, so you're used to doing certain things. But now that you're living and cohabitate with like another person, you have to kind of shift those things to be respectful of one another uh, to ensure that, that you know it, it, everything's copacetic. So um, it was like little stuff like where to put certain things around a house or you know, cleaning up a certain way or whatever like that. Um, I think what helped with that to make that a, a smoother transition is that we talked about a lot of things even prior to marriage. So having certain conversations, gauging, you know, lifestyles yeah. now yeah. and what they what they're gonna look like in the near future, um, when another person is introduced in your life for the rest of your life. Uh so yeah, it the first year wasn't to, for me, it wasn't that bad. It was just like little nuanced things like that. Okay. What about you, T? Uh, my first year was hard, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, right. no, so nothing like what he just no. said. But, but so I think what I think is interesting is that like so far, like all of us, I think even, and I know about uh, Antonio, all of us have like way different situations. Mm-hmm. Some of it might not be the norm. Um, so my first year was hard because I got married in June. She was pregnant. Like soon after, so I, I, I want to say August, and so 
you didn't really have, I didn't really get a chance. My first wife, my first year was my wife is pregnant. Yeah. And any guy knows. <laughs> was that intentional or was, I mean, obviously you were having sex, but like, would so, y'all, did y'all talk about having kids like off the first month? Yeah. yeah Cause my, so, and, and I always think some things are better with plans. I, I got, I mean, I was, I'm, I was older. So I, I wasn't 30 yet, but I was turning 30 that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm correct, I'm trying to think correct. I believe so. And so my, my ultimate plan was I don't want to be close to 40 having kids because like, like I was very active and I, I didn't want to be, I, I knew they would grow up and I, I wanted them to be active yeah. when they got older. So that's why it was planned. So it wasn't, that was a, an idea. And then, so, so she, and then she was ready. She's big on family. Okay. And so we both thought we were ready, but you're never really, you're never really ready. You're, I don't think you, no matter how much ready you think you ought to be married, I don't think you're ready to be married. I think that's ready. a common thing that I'm, I'm constantly hearing from folks that, that do like get married, have kids, whatever like that. It's like a, you, you can try to prepare all day, but you never really know until you in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, and that, and that was the thing. So looking back at it, I, I, I actually do not advise that on anybody. I think I was telling John too, like before he, like he had his kid. Uh, and so it was, I, I never got a chance to really know her as a wife. I, like I didn't, she was immediately like girlfriend and then immediately baby mama. Like yeah, so, and 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 so I say that like to say that's that's how I envision. So, you know, there's there's it, it's not all her, but there's a lot to get into because you immediately as a husband you have to immediately go into you already have to go into serve mode just as a wife. Yeah. But when your wife is pregnant, it's you different. you are immediately in serve mode, mm. and so we were moving from place to we were moving. Yeah. Like you know, uh, uh, so so there was almost no help while I was moving. I had to do everything. I had to paint. I had to like do all of that. You know, I was, I had, at that time I had, I had a, you know, a, a career. She was, in, she was in school, finishing school, just finished school, et cetera. Yeah. So she wasn't fully into her career yet. Yeah. And so that, that, it was just, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. And it was great because it was, it was a beautiful thing. Right. But I just remember it being, that first year being a lot. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Um, it's been, it's been, it's been rough. I wouldn't say like rocky as to like, oh, what did I just do? But I think the, the learning and, adjusting to who my wife is mm-hmm. and what my wife needs um, communication and things like that still working on it but figuring out what what the triggers are expectations are um, our communication styles um, and what she actually needs from me and what I need from her and being able to speak about it because we do have a lot of the the tough conversations yeah. which could aid in it being rocky because we are not shying away from those tough conversations mm, where put the issues on the table. We're getting emotional, reacting, whatever, but we're still addressing those things that a lot of people may shy away from. Yeah. Um, and I told her, I said, what helps is that we can come back after those conversations and continue our marriage and our happiness and experience life together, even though we having these tough conversations. So yeah. I think it's a, it's been rocky, it's been rough, but it's been good because we're going through it now so that if we pick up on these things, learn from these things, our next years to come should be a lot smoother. Yeah. How did you, how did you guys, you, you mentioned a little bit, like you knew, you just know when she's the one. Um, I actually didn't have that as a reality for me. Um, I, 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 I knew my wife. So, like, I dated my wife for a long time, and I'm not saying she wasn't the one, right? But I, I am saying more so, like, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, I just know, mm-hmm. right? Um, it was a, more of a thing, like, I wanted to be sure, sure, sure. Like, it's like, you know, I don't know how to say it differently than that. Like, because I, I, I kind of feel like I'm under the, the mindset that I have a personality that can kind of get along with anybody. Mm-hmm. So, it's it kind of... I will slap you. <laughs> I just feel like I, I feel like I could be a, I could be accommodating. I should say to anybody, so I could, I could kind of flow with a lot of different type of personality types. But um, I also I also like I feel like I didn't know more. She I got confident of her being the one as I was going through marriage more than before I got married. That's uh, that's okay. pause. Does everybody up here believe in the concept of the one? Because I don't. That's why I want to no. ask. I don't believe in that. What does that mean, though? Like when you say you don't believe, you believe that there's more than one person you could be married to. I think there's more you than one polygamy, person that or you believe fit. like 
into women. Definitely don't believe in polygamy. Because <laughs> I want to get you fired up yeah, right yeah, now. Why like, people? Do not, I don't, do not believe in polygamy. So what are you saying when you say that? Though? I, I don't like kind of between. I don't believe. I don't. I don't believe that 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 because that, so, the idea from what I the one is that there's one person that was meant for you to to one person that was only created just for you, and there's one person that and if it doesn't if it's not that person then. I, I don't. I don't believe in that. I don't believe it is. I'm a I, clear example to that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't believe that. I, I, because I believe, you know, I just believe that. I think everything is about like. But why, but why do you say you're a clear example to that? Because I mean, it was more circumstance than anything, it's right? More circumstance. But if that was the one for me, then then I wouldn't have found. Yeah, hmm, I'm with you. The, you know, <laughs> like I believe if God puts seven women in front of you, five of those women may fit perfectly for you. So I don't believe it's the one. I believe it's who you choose mm. and how yes. you guys work together to make it work. If you're compatible, if you know you guys can agree on different things, you know what I'm saying. So one may be a better fit than the other, which is how you select your girlfriends and the woman you're going to marry. It's based off of what they bring to the table, how you guys mesh, um, your lifestyles, your personalities, your um, future endeavors, yes. and all those things. They come in, and you're just like, okay. I love this. Let's do this. That doesn't mean that somebody else couldn't be in the, in this seat as well. And, and, and I think I think the idea of the one defeats the whole purpose of that defeats the whole idea of 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 God giving us free will. Right. That's how I see it. Like I have free will. So if there was only the one, like like that's just that's just how I see it. Like the one, I believe. Like like Tony said, I make the choice, and I believe that God already knew that choice. But I I I I just think that God says. I want you to choose. This person does not line up with you. Yes, this person will be a great fit. You you choose this person. Perfect, it, 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 and it fits. You know. So so that that kind of goes into the whole uh, the scripture about he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Yeah. Right. Right. So findeth a wife. It's not necessarily find your wife. Find a, a wife. wife. Find yes. a wife. So there are folks out here that are capable of being wives. Right. Women out here capable of being wives. Um and as long as you all have the concept of, okay, we want to make this work, not just for us, but we want to involve God yeah. in this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that's, that's kind of like me and Renee's story. So, um, I was not for the whole, you know, Hey, you know, there's one person out here for me, not until I sat down and, and prayed for specific things, mm -hmm. um, to be, you know, to, uh, certain traits that my wife should have that I would be happy with her having. And, um, when, when I involved God in that, I feel like he, he nurtured like her, you know, in her time along with God, like before we actually met. And even now he's continuing to do that for me. And like, he's continuing to do that to me as well. Like me being a husband, I need to be for her. Um, so do I believe that, you know, there's one specific person for another no, but when you involve God in that, he he gears you all for each other. You know, so yeah, it sounds like what I'm hearing is like it's some level of like fortitude and kind of pushing through and mm -hmm. like I'm going to do what I need to do to make this work. Um, and in spite of in, in spite of the situation, like not not like uh, this person is the only person for me, and if there's no one else, it's more like okay. You know, when hard times come, whatever the, the, the things that hit our relationship happen, we're going to push through this right. type thing, like a determination mm -hmm. yeah. more than anything so, else. Yeah, like, because what helped me understand that Renee was the one is the fact that in, in spite of what issues, okay, people are going to change, right? The whatever I like That's today, Talk about I'm not going to like five <laughs> years from now. I'm probably not going to like next year. Right. Um, and the same with Renee. Yeah. Uh, my wife. So, um, I needed to find somebody that I was willing to go through those changes with. And I think that's that's what it comes down to. Find somebody that you want to go through those changes in life with. Right. Um, I understood like the way she conceptualized things, like understanding how things work, even from a, a biblical standpoint. Right. Like the, the fact that she had God in her life, the fact that I wanted God in my life. Um, when our standards and morals are aligned like that, right? Equally yoked. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that gave me an understanding of, okay, how she perceives things, how she perceives life, how she con uh, uh, conceptualize things. Yeah. And, um, that helped me determine, like, okay, like, I can potentially see this 
going in a good direction. I can see this. Yeah, I can see John, this happening. As you said earlier, um, there are things that you saw that confirmed, you know, as we you, went through. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as me and Porsche were dating, there are things that happened that confirmed my choice in what I actually saw. Yeah. Like she's a planner, legit. Yeah. Um, when I got my first apartment, she literally had an, an Excel spreadsheet of all the apartments, their amenities, their monthly cost and everything. Yeah. And wow. she said, here are, are your choices that, you know, we've seen, let's go check them out. Right. And you can make your decision off of this. Mm -hmm. I would have never, ever done that. And even moving forward, you know, her budgeting is amazing. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just So what like, you're saying is you turn off my budgets and spreadsheets. Like, <laughs> oh man. Like, oh, that girl. spreadsheet girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> Lay that budget on me, girl. And I get frustrated, but she's like spreadsheet. diligent. Like yeah. if one penny is off, she's gonna update that's that that's budget. big though, man. She yeah. wants confirmation numbers of everything. Like yeah. that is not me yeah. at all. But seeing these things She's what you're um, not, basically. Yes. And mm. I'm very I can be strong headed, stubborn. Um, you're kidding, you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it drives Porsche crazy. Um, I believe you. I don't know why you <laughs> I mean, she can be like that too. Yeah. So it's like she has what I need. Yeah. And I think how I am helps her in different ways. Right. Like she's a goer. Like she will go. Yeah. But I'm just like, no, stop, relax. Like it brings balance, you. right? Yeah. It brings like, balance to this can be you done now or, or tomorrow. Yeah. Life is still going to be the same. You know, you don't have to stress yourself out at this very moment. Is that is that one of your is that one of your pet peeves? Like her, like that she always has to go, or, yeah. or do you have any pet peeves? Like pet peeves? I think I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest? Um. Yeah, I think what you said, like forcing yourself to get everything done hmm. and stressing yourself out until it's done. To me, it's just like, it'll get done tomorrow or whenever it gets done. There's no need to stress about it. If the dishes are driving me crazy right now, just do the dishes. I'm not going to worry about vacuuming the floor or two to stress myself out. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So um, I want to dig a little deeper and I'm going to have to do that right now. Y'all ready? Dude. Yeah, because y'all 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 sounding like a perfect marriages right now, and I'm like, I want to no. get into the ugly stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> give me an example of when you guys have had to put your foot down in your marriage. Oh yeah, yeah, y'all little y'all lean in now. <laughs> Negroes is like, oh Jesus Christ. Christ, I've never done that, <laughs> and I never will do that. Because marriage is an equal man, whatever. <laughs> I, I think putting my foot down, it comes to like saying no, like no, no. And that's it. Give me an example but, when you said no. Like, give me an example of that. I can't even remember because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. So I'm not like... Every You're not week. out here saying no every week. Right. I'm not out here putting my foot down like, this is a no. Like, yeah. Every week something's coming. No. Yeah. It's not like that. Um, But I think there are times where I don't have to put my foot down because she feels my energy. Yeah. Um, And she feels like my objection to whatever's happening. Yeah. So then it just stops. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like I have to put my foot down or have to. She she feels you pushing against her on, yes. on it or whatever. Yes. Okay. And it's like, I see it. I feel it. I'm just going to stop because I don't want what may come if I keep pushing. It. That's a, just just pausing there. That's an important part, too, though, because even that, like kind of knowing your spouse to know. I don't have to even talk about this with him or her. Like, I get it. Like, and I, and I probably should let this die right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's some people that are married and they're like, oh, no, I'm going to do it. And he going to just deal with the consequences because I just do it. And then that that, that leads, leads to yeah, something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's important. What about anybody well, have any uh, instances where they to, put their foot To kind of add to what you just said, okay. like that, that goes against the, uh, the concept of marriage, right? Like becoming one. So when you decide to do something selfishly, you know, and, and that can potentially affect your spouse, you know, that's automatically going to cause animosity. Right? I just feel like the first, I feel like the first five to seven years is just you trying to be selfish though. Like you, you being selfish and, and trying to, trying to learn how to integrate into non-selfish acts. Cause I felt like when I got married, I was a hundred percent selfish. I, Cause I mean, think about, if you think mm -hmm. about it, you've been single by yourself for 20 something odd years. Yeah. You've learned how to be selfish. You've learned how to be about yourself. And then you get married to somebody, and then now you're supposed to be selfless. Sometimes at this you're not conscious yeah. of your selfishness. Yeah, 
Um, like you most of the time, you're fully not selfish. Yeah. And you're just not aware. You don't, you're not aware because you, you've been yeah. like you've been this. I mean, you've been by yourself. And, that, and you had no reason to deal with it. And I think so. I'm gonna I'm answer your question. I think to me, that's been my biggest hurdle. Is because anybody who knows me with with money, if I have it, you, you like you have it. Like, Let me hold twenty dollars right now. You, I got. It. If you really, you, you don't need it. But, <laughs> don't tell me what I need. <laughs> you said you, you, you need stole money. <laughs> if I got it, like I've always been like that, and my mom is like that, and so I'm like that. So, I, so people see me like, yeah, he's so giving, he's so giving. And then I got married, and I realized <laughs> the one thing I am selfish with is time. Okay. I mm. cannot st- like I, if I have my agenda. Like it's the. And I realize it's the littlest things. I'll give you a perfect example because I know this is my 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 wife's pet peeve. If I'm if I've gone to work and I'm coming home, I've already mapped out what I'm doing when I get when I get home. Yeah. I have mapped it out. It's, okay. If if it's Monday night football, yeah. if it's if it and we we kind of we don't alternate days to watch the kids, but we pick days in which which we you know like where someone we, has more than leave. someone gives a break. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's like so if I've mapped it out, and and if this phone rings. And it always rings when I'm literally about to hit the corner to my to my driveway. Yeah. Can you stop at the store and get I'm just like yeah. <laughs> and, and this thing makes it worse. It makes it worse is because my wife works at home from home three days out the week. Uh-huh. So it's always like a Monday, Wednesday. You've uh-huh. been home. <laughs> but can you but can you stop at the store though? Can you stop at the store? And the thing is, like and, and I'm and I work at jump when I say I can't tell y'all, when I say I had to realize, like God has has been revealing, this is an area for you. Because when I say it, immediately stresses me out. It immediately frustrates me. Immediately, and I'm like, there are sometimes when I've said no, and I'm like, yo, you really could have done that. Yeah, Yeah. like like you could have done it. But that's when I realized, oh, you're selfish with time. Yeah, like even at work, if I've planned this out and someone asks me, it's just like. I have everything mapped out, and and when you have kids, yeah, and when you get married, your time is literally no longer your time. That's true. It's it's just not, and so that that is that 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 probably has led to some like some some arguments. It's mm-hmm. just because I could have done it, and I'm just like, I have a huge problem with everything being my wife's way. Like that drives me crazy. So like I told you, she's a planner and everything. Like this move, whatever, she's planned everything out. And I'm just like, why? Like, why? Why does it have to go that way? Let the itinerary go. Like, yeah. Like, mm. why does it have yeah. to go this way? And I, there are times when I am like devil's advocate, so I like purposely like throw something into the <laughs> throw a wrench, yeah, to like mess it up. <laughs> but it's just like, why can't I just let her be great at all of this? Mm-hmm. If I don't agree with it or I don't understand it, why can't I just? Let it be because this is where she signs, you know. Yeah. Because it's just like, does it have to still be your way? Yeah. But like, what is the problem with that? It well, that that kind of goes into like seeing a marriage from a bigger picture, right? Um, y'all supposed to be team, like it, is is it, y'all the team? Yeah. Right. So whenever she or you, whoever shines in a certain area, and you feel a way about you know they're shining or whatever they're doing. Um, ultimately it's like, um, okay, is this going to be productive if I decide to throw this wrench in here? Is this going to be productive if I decide to give my two cents right here in this moment? Right. Or can it wait? Or can I just be like, you know what? It's actually not that serious. Let me go ahead and let you do your thing. Yep. Yeah. Eric, do you you guys, do you you guys think marriages work? Oh, absolutely. You see it as a job, like a hard, it is a, it is a job. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's, it takes work. I think same work. I don't know. It just kind of, it almost feels like it's like, like not enough of a powerful word. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were going someplace else with that. No, yeah, like yeah. it's just like, it's like saying it's work is like, yeah, it's not even that. It's like, it is, it is a mirror of who you really are. Like it shows you the realness of who you are. And to me, that is the hardest truth that you got to deal with. And it's, yeah. it's like, hmm. I am really this person. Like, this is who I really am. Not who I've projected myself to be to my friends or my business partners or whoever, like church people or whatever. Like, this is who I really, really am. And I I think, I mean, if we brought all our spouses in, they could tell you. They, I mean, they, they were like, yo, this guy, for real, you, you know him as John and brother, right? Like, you got, we all here yeah, brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you don't know him as married, you know what I mean? John, yeah. a spouse or whatever. And my wife and I, we would, I think, I think our common theme in our marriage would be, 
John, when you're out with everybody else, you give them the best part of you. Yeah. And when you're home, you're just, cause when I'm home, I'm not like, how I'm with y'all. Like when I'm out with y'all, I'm like, yo, I'm the life of the party. Most times I'm like, yeah, da, 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 I get home, like, yo, I don't even feel like talking right now. That's scary. Cause I already don't like you. So if I got to imagine <laughs> that, imagine <laughs> that. Right. Something kidding. I've been thinking about like this last week was, do I treat my coworkers better than I treat my wife? That's, and that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. like when conflict comes or, up at not work. Even just, not even just co-workers, but friends yeah. even, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because at work, I'm like, when conflict comes up, yeah. we talk about it. Or I'm just like, you do you, whatever. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But you get home and conflict comes up and it's like, like it turns into an argument. What do you mean I'm this yeah. way? So like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, what am I doing? And then the question I want to pose to you all is, do you feel like if you all changed all your ways would your marriage be a lot better no no okay i know for sure i know for sure that no matter what what our marriage has become if i happen to knock off everything on the list there'll be something else because 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 what happens even as you're knocking that list out is that she's still changing Mm -hmm. so tdj says and i thought was very profound was like anyone he says anyone can be married to the person that they initially marry it's about who you who they become that if you could be married to that's that good. person. Do you yeah. think that is a, let, can we pause that for yeah. a second? Cause that was a huge, I was like, crap. Cause, Cause five years ago, I was like, yo, this is the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'll be like, shawty, you the head. Cause look, I, look, I'm, look. I'm about to ask you a question about that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that, cause I have an opinion. Do you think that women evolve more in marriage than men? What do you mean when you say evolve? So, yeah. so do you think women go through more changes? In marriage, then you might go through change. Because we're doing example, broad strokes right now. Because I don't, th- I don't think every woman's the same. Yeah. All right, got you. Okay, so do you think your wife? Do you think your wife has made more changes in marriage than you've made more change than you than you have? Mm-hmm. I understand the question. I I think that I, I think it's I, okay. So this is I'm gonna be real. So our marriage, um, we 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 have struggled with the topic of divorce in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now I'm kind of jumping ahead because that's kind of what our topic is about, right? And so when we did have that moment in our marriage, we were like, yo, I don't even know, right? Um, at that point, I was kind of like the one putting forth more effort, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that kind of kept our marriage um, together, in my opinion. This, she may I have a different you. opinion than that. Um, but now my wife has been seemingly more like on, if that makes sense, like in, yeah, yeah, in, in yeah. the marriage. So I kind of feel like it's... It's who's driving the marriage forward. Like who's making sure we have the, um, the date night. Who's making sure that we have, um, not that, that regimented life where it's like we just come home and do the same thing every single day mm-hmm. and we don't, and we're all on autopilot and we don't really talk to each other because we know we pretty much texted all day. Like I pretty much know how your day is. You went to work, you came home. You know what I mean? So when we, when we don't allow for, um, some random things to happen and like plan those random things to happen. Like, I like how you and your wife vacation a lot. And plan for, like, yeah, a random day. Yeah, to... plan a random day. Yeah. Because I feel like when you don't do that, like, you'll look up and it's six months later. Or you'll look up and it's eight months later and you're like, crap, man. Like, and I feel like I feel, you feel the drain of just the, the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like, I guess more to, to, to answer your question, I kind of feel like with marriage, it's kind of like a seesaw. I, where, I, when I, when, when I she's agree. down, I'm up. When I'm up, she's and down. I agree. Yeah, and I that, agree. And and I feel like that's a that's a really good balance to have because we're not always going to be a hundred percent right every day. No. Man, not, not, I don't even think I don't even say always. I, and Javita, Javita, we talked about the <laughs> we talked about the fact we were going to talk about this topic yesterday. She and I were talking in my study, mm-hmm. and we were like, she was she was like, John, you always make people feel like marriage is horrible. <laughs> like she was like, you literally always like every time people bring up marriage, you're always like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I always say the same exact thing. But the reason I told Javita, I said the reason I do that is because I feel like people have made marriage out to be this glamorous thing that you should run towards doing and it's not that it's it it, it is good but it, it is bad it can be bad mm-hmm. yeah. if you don't put it's, the right it's all on what you make it yeah, yeah like if it's you, all on what you make it's not like it's not like once you get married it's all good like it's it really isn't like it's like when people talk about christianity like oh mm-hmm. once you become a christian and just give your life to the lord you know it's all gonna be you know what yeah, hey, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be awful yeah. you're gonna have some awful days as a christian yeah yeah but and, and to the flip side of that so and this is why i think it's important that you and i'm finding this more and more it's important that you that you find a circle to rest your complaints upon because if you complain to Are the you wrong, other than your spouse well 
and yeah, I, even if it's other, yes, other than if, if I think it's healthy to have another network uh, that you can talk to. Okay, wait, like, wait, a, like a sound. Who's your right? network? Just so I. Just so talk, I would say like y'all, like right now, like like yeah. this, that, that, that's people don't know this is actually how this podcast came about. It, it was us. Actually, that's four. Actually, it was yeah. us as brothers. We would we would we I, I organized to where one Saturday after the month we would come together and we would just sit. Because we were all married, and to talk about what's going on in our marriage, and yeah. from that we birthed like a, a podcast. That's right. Yeah. And so yeah. it's funny how it's episode five, and we're just now talking about marriage, which is how we how we wanted it. Be, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what I, I think it's important because one thing I realize is, is a, it's human nature. You are going to vent. Yeah. Because if you don't vent, you're gonna blow up. You're gonna blow up. So you're gonna vent. The problem is if you vent to the wrong circle about issues in your marriage. It can destroy your marriage. It can destroy your marriage, and it also presents the it also presents the idea. People then say, "Well, your, your marriage is all bad." Like they say, your marriage is all bad because you're venting. No, just because I'm venting, I'm venting about what's happening right now. Yeah, right. It this this is six day. This is the day out of this week. The other five days could have been great, but they take what you vent about. To be like, oh yeah, that person's marriage is and, just. And sometimes you you just need a a soundboard, right? You need somebody you can bounce some ideas off of, yeah. bounce some issues off of, whether they have feedback or, or or whatever the case. Sometimes you need to hear it, right? You need to hear yourself voice these things. Yeah. And even if that other person that's listening to you doesn't say anything back, it's just like a, it kind of brings things to life, like the the power in the tongue, right? Yeah. Like it, there have been plenty of times in our when we when we've had our brunch meetups. Mm-hmm. Where it literally was our conversations that saved marriages, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Because we would say things of, I remember one time we were talking about like out serving each other, yeah, like in yeah. marriage. Yeah. And like, you know, that whole idea of like, you know, I, I know I'm not going to base my servitude off of what you do. I'm going to just do what I know I can do capacity yeah, yeah, yeah. wise. Yeah. Um, like just stuff like that. It's like, well, I never thought of it like that. Or, you know, like we would just vent to each other to be able to say, oh, yo, this is what I'm going through. And like, oh, even the idea of I'm going through that too. When you have a I, when you have a whole thing of like normalizing behavior, because the thing that happens in marriages all too often is you feel like you're the only one. Yeah. And you feel yeah. like you're not. You feel like you're ill-equipped to make it through this because you're like, man, if I feel like everyone else looks like their marriage is surviving and mine looks like it's not, and I can't, I can't talk to whoever else. I, all of y'all are married, but at the time where things are going crazy in my marriage, if we didn't have the uh, brunches or whatever. Mm-hmm. We would not have. You wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have just been like, "Hey, hey, randomly, bro, whatever." My marriage is going through X, Y, and Z because there's a pride factor of like saying, ah, "Yeah, we got it together." Well, yeah, we really yeah, don't. Yeah. And yeah. not only that, it's good to have people that will tell you when you're wrong. Yes. Yes. And when yeah. you're in the and wrong, we would do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We will vent. We would do that all the time. We will share what's going on. And you're dead. You're dead. We would say, "Yo, you're dead. A yeah. wrong. Yeah, like, you're yeah. dead wrong." And, 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 and I want Park people to, to, to hear that because this is a circle of men who are not like like I, I just I just have we talk about it all the time. I had this belief that if I was to like yo to send one of one of these guys a message, yo, look at this shorty who just approached me. Yeah, uh, they would be like. Uh, so you blocked her, right? You punked, you punked me with <laughs> yeah, that. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, T, okay, there was an instance where T, where T, he gonna send me a picture of this, of this girl. And he was like, yeah, man, um, so look, uh, me and this, me and Shawty, man, like, I, you know, I don't know, me and her hooked up basically. He basically trying to say they hooked up. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, bruh. He's like, he's like, what should I do? I'm like, bruh. First off, she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Second off, when are you gonna break this thing off and tell Tanisha? Like you gotta break, yeah, you gotta end, yeah, you yeah. gotta end this thing. Yeah, yeah. That, and like, like that was his first response, and I was like, yeah, yo, yeah. I didn't say she was cute first. I was thinking it, yeah. but I was like, bro, you gotta end this. He was like, I was like, yeah, you passed. I was like, <laughs> and it was a, it was a test, and I actually, and I actually think this is a worthwhile thing to the people that have circles, especially married circles. I think it's a worthwhile test to test your friends with something like that to see how they will respond. Do it, do it now while there's no storm in your marriage. Yeah. Mm. So you know who to, to mm. weed out of your, out of your mm. marriage circle. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want your marriage to last, it, it has to, it's almost like, it's almost like when you're drunk versus when you're sober. Yeah. When you're, when you're sober, that's when you make your best judgment. So right now, if everything in your marriage is copacetic, Go ahead and send that text message to some of your friends and see if they're like, yeah, man, I will smash that too. Or if they were like, bro, you tripping. Because that yeah. way you need to start weeding them out now yeah. so that you know who your real circle is that's going to help you sustain your marriage. Yeah. Because everybody that was here around this table right now wasn't even, I mean, y'all were all pretty much at my marriage, whatever, when we got married or whatever. Yeah. But 
the people that were basically what I'm trying to say is when I got married, there are people that are not in my circle that when I got married now, they, they not in my circle like that now. Yeah. So yeah. the people that stood behind me or whatever, they not there. They're not here right now for whatever reason, not bad or good, whatever. They're just not here. So you got to maintain, in my opinion, that that's the only thing. The only reason between me having y'all in my life and having, you know, God in my life and uh, us like kind of like having some level of like, we going, we going to make it through this. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that's a lot of what made our marriage last. You yeah. can't be so sensitive. That's what I'm learning, and I need to work on. Like, you can't be super to your spouse. Yeah, you just can't be super sensitive. To Hold on, help me understand that. Like, or what you mean, sensitivity to everything she's saying? Like, take it to heart. Be like feedback. Mm. We should get feedback. Yeah, like be affected to the point where taking I'm, offense. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's yeah. almost like an intimacy thing. Like you're like because it's uh, one person said it like in, in, intimacy is into me. You see, yeah. and so like when you're when she's exposing you, it may feel like uh, like it's a, like a dagger. Like I'm emotional. Right. I feel hurt. I feel. Alone but, and, but understanding the perspective of where it's coming from, right? right? Y'all got married for a reason. Y'all got married because right. you love each other. So the fact that she's even bringing this up is not coming at, like, not trying to, you know, stab me in the back type thing, but she's trying to come at you in a way to, to better yourself. To, to, me it sounds, to me, it sounds less like sensitivity and more like pride. Because mm. no, yeah. because no, nobody, yeah. nobody likes good. nobody yeah. likes negative feedback. Right. And see, this is yeah. the kind of stuff that we'll say. Like, if we're at brunch right now. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we can go to brunch after. Yeah. This. But like, if we're at brunch, we, we would say this at the table. Like, yeah. You know, like yep. y'all, like, like, and only men can can do this to men. Yeah. I I am I I believe that holistically, man. Like, I have no female friends that can check me the way y'all check me. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want none. Right. Like, I, all of my guy friends will be like, bro, you, you, actually, that's that's pride. And you're like, yeah. God dang, you gonna just read my whole <laughs> yeah. life like that? That's why I said I, I don't like you. You didn't hear me say it earlier. I said I don't like you. And I appreciate you. I will slap you. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, but nobody nobody likes negative feedback. And, and, and that's the, I think, so, because you asked the question earlier, I think no one likes negative feedback. And I think that's been the biggest, the biggest, like, uh, one of the driving things in, 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 I, in, in, my, in my marriage is that when you get feedback, it, I have to tell my wife, my wife all the time, like I'm giving you feedback, like, like I'm I'm complaining about someone giving you feedback. It don't mean like, yo, this is over. Like, it's anything vice versa. I'm just I'm telling you that this this when this happened, this upset me, and and I would like you for you to change this. It doesn't mean you are you're 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 now the devil, and I I, I got to get rid of that devil. Yeah. It's just like, but if you're someone, and, and I am too, I'm I am part of. It. If negative feedback kind of bothers you. I think, at least in my opinion, if you realize that about your spouse, you need to, you might have to shape that feedback in a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and while we're talking, I'm trying to think about work again. When you go into your one-on-one -on -one with your supervisor, boss, whatever, and they give you that negative feedback, what are you going to do? You're going to go back. You're going to develop. You're going to grow. You're going to change your habits so that what you keep your job, everything goes smoothly. So why, when a spouse do it, does it, whatever. Do we? I like do's it. <laughs> <laughs> do's it. Do's it. Do's it. Um, do we take such offense and we don't go back, fix, change, grow to keep everything going smooth? You you only go. I'm I'm, I'm gonna present an analogy. You only go back, fix, change, and grow if you like your job or you want to keep your job. Oh, that's good. So if you, <laughs> so that's really good. I'm not even saying nothing. Anything I say is incriminating. <laughs> because, because if you don't, if you do not like your job. And you don't, or or you realize you don't need your job, then you're like, oh well, I can go get another job. I'm I'm filling out another application. That leads into the next part Woo! that I'm thinking about Woo! because <laughs> if you if you lay on the table all the issues lay or the, the things that you see wrong, yeah, that you want your spouse to develop, and they just don't give a damn, yeah, and they just keep doing them whatever. You can vent all you want. There's nothing that's going to change them. Because they're showing you that they don't value what you're saying. They don't value how you feel. They don't value you. Here's yeah. a here's a, here's a question though. What if they change it temporarily and they go on autopilot again? Like, what if they do change it, but they just you know over over time, which happens in marriages, mm -hmm. they they forget or they go back. You yeah, know, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of different things. What juggle. is happening when they change it? Are you acknowledging the changes? Are you making them aware that you see the changes? Because sometimes you go back to autopilot because you feel like nothing is being so. So that that kind of gets to um something that we've incorporated, right? We we have these weekly check-ins 
now. Mm-hmm. Um, we being so, you and your wife? Yeah, me okay. and my wife. So we have this these weekly check-ins where, you know, we discuss something good that happened this week, something that was challenging, and uh, kind of sandwich it, right? Something good, something challenging, and either something good again or something that helped us overcome whatever that challenge is. And we try to gear it towards, like, us as individuals, not just, like, within whatever we we go through individually, but as a collective. Like, what was a challenge for us, us, this week, like, between us and our marriage? Uh, so that, that helps keep you all, I guess, aware of the changes that were discussed the week prior or the month ago or whatever. Um, and also like moving forward, continuing to move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of leads into the next part and we're probably going to end up getting into this in our next episode. Yeah. So, um, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to, um, go ahead and resolve this episode for right now because mm-hmm. we are, what we've been getting back from our listeners is like, yo, this is, this is great. But an hour and 45 minutes of the <laughs> podcast is just yeah. a little bit too long. And I agree. Um, so what we're going to do right now, we're going to go into um, Terrence's Real Talk wrap-up. We are going to um, have a t- part two of this particular episode um, where we discuss a little bit more of what it means to be married from a, ma- a male's perspective. Um, but before we um, end the show off, we are going to have Terrence do his Real Talk, ra- real talk wrap-up right now. Perfect. All right. So we're going to start this one off with some jokes this time. Is that, is that all right? That's cool. Yeah, that's perfect. Cool. If you're wrong and you shut up, you must be a wise man. If you're right and you shut up, you must be a married man. If at first you don't succeed, try doing it the way your wife told you. Okay, I got one. Marriage is like a hot bath. Once you get used to it, it's not so hot anymore. That's great. Okay, I got another one. So, a man yells at his wife, pack your bags, honey. I just won the lottery. She responds, that's amazing. Should I pack for the beach? Or the mountains, he says, I don't care where you go, just get out. <laughs> too much, too much. Okay. Last one. We both said I do, and we haven't agreed on anything since. Wow. You see, they say all good comedy has a hint of truth to it. And I believe that's true. As horrible as these jokes are, they make marriage seem very macabre, lurid, and downright gruesome. It must be true because marriage rates in the U.S. are on a sharp decline. 57% of adults got married 10 years ago and only actually less than 51% are getting married now. So you may ask yourself, what does this have to do with me? Everything. This past June, a researcher named Geneve Woods discussed in an article how family breakdown harms society as a whole. That's why America's decline in marriage rate is a real problem. The decline in marriage impacts each and every one of us, from the amount of taxes we we pay to the level of crime in our neighborhoods. On average, marriage couples have a be- have better physical health, more financial stability, and greater social mobility than unmarried people. Studies show that children of married couples are more likely to experience children of, of married couples are more likely to experience higher academic performance, emotional maturity, and financial stability than children who don't have both their parents in their home. Children raised in a single parent homes are statistically more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, exhibit poor social behavior, and commit violent crimes. They are also more likely to drop out of school. Also, when it comes to fighting poverty, marriage reduces the probability of child poverty by 80%. It's a lot. So knowing all of that, why aren't people doing it? Why aren't people doing it? A lot of men, and nowadays, a lot of women are flat out saying, oh, you want to get married? Nah, I'm going to head out. So do they know something we don't? Was was there an epiphany of all epiphanies annexed by the enlightened people of society while the rest of us are left to suffer? Probably not. But what I do know is that us, the marrieds, have the esteem and profound responsibility to break myths, confirm truths, and peel back the curtain and reveal to the uninitiated what is on all of our mind. Why did I get married? No, seriously, what was on my mind? What was I thinking? I already have a job, a career with benefits. So why did I apply, go on a first and second, 200 and second interview just to accept another position? If marriage is truly work and if marriage is truly a secondary career, why did I do it? Why did you do it? You know, I can't really answer that for you. All I can confirm is that it is work and a lot of it. And like any job, you don't want to be there on Mondays. You're sincerely and severely looking forward to all hump days. Sometimes the benefits ain't worth it. Hopefully you get to take vacations from it and you're often tempted to seek another position with another firm, but you are so comfortable staying put. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, marriage is work. 
And if you've been married long enough or have invested enough time and energy, you will quickly know what marriage is all about. You see, I still believe that the best jobs are the jobs that you love. And I don't care what anyone tells you, marriage was, is, and will always be about love. And love wasn't, isn't, and never will be about that cute, bubbly, warm feeling you got when you first met her. Love isn't those those butterflies that the notebook, love Jones, and love and basketball got you believing. And this is coming from a hopeless romantic. Yes, I am a hopeless romantic, but I do realize that love is not a feeling. Because I don't always feel like being patient with my wife, but I have to be. I don't always want to be kind to her some days, but I have to be. Sometimes I want to be selfish, sometimes I am selfish, and self-seeking, but I'm not supposed to be. See, sometimes I do things that piss her off, but love requires her to think twice before being angry. You see, love isn't one of those verbs, love is one of those verbs that requires you to constantly act even when you don't feel like it. Marriage is a job, ladies and gentlemen, and if you have a marriage that is constantly based on how you feel, then unfortunately, you applied and acquired a job that is out of your field. All right, guys, that was awesome, T. Thank you so much for that real talk wrap up today. Uh, I think today's topic was really, really good, man. I'm glad that we got to dive in deep on marriages and hopefully for men that are looking to get married, they can have a clearer lens of what it looks like to be married to their spouse or potential spouse. Um, it's definitely work. It's definitely hard work. Um, and so we are going to wrap it up today. Um, Terrence is going to talk a little bit about a competition that we have going for um, our listeners. So ju just we, we threw this out there. But we want to throw out there a little bit more. We need you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are giving away an Amazon Fire Stick, an Amazon Fire Stick to after our first 100 subscribers. All you have to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel, like or post a comment, and you will automatically enter. And then we will, after the first 100, we will pick a random renter out of that, and we will send you a uh, 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 Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah. And then good. after that, we're gonna do another contest. So mm -hmm. we'll go up to maybe a thousand. We don't know. A thousand yet. what? Subscribers. We're gonna oh, I thought going. you made money. I was like, brother, you better <laughs> chill out. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I made it, but I'm not giving <laughs> it away. <laughs> That's it. Can't be selfish without yeah. subscribers. Yeah, I will today. God bless you. <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead and follow our page, Facebook page, Instagram page. It's the same. Relentlessly Real Podcast. And if you don't want to send, send us uh, topics or submit topics to us, uh, our email address is relentlesslyrealpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's relentlesslyrealpodcast at gmail.com. My name is Jonathan. My name's Mike. And this is Terrence. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Peace.